My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And this week, let's roll some balls. <laughs> Alright, so, Odama is a video game for the GameCube that has far too many control methods, but it was <laughs> released in 2006 on the GameCube, published by Nintendo, and just because of how weird this game is, it was developed by Yute Saito. Oop, that's not his name. Also the man who developed Seaman, uh, if you remember that. Alright, Craig, so... From the creator of Seaman, we have mm -hmm. Odama. Yeah. I know about this game. I own this yeah. game, and I've played this game. I want you to try to explain it. Yeah. So, Odama, this is special. In terms of, you know, like older games we go back to, we sometimes come across a 2D platformer, sometimes a wee cheeky early first-person shooter, and you think, oh, wow, yeah. I see how games have taken some things that have happened here and they've made first-person shooters easier to control and look better and blah, 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 blah. Adama is very, very special because there are elements and mechanics in this game that I have not seen to this <laughs> day. It's, it's, it's that unique. So... And you please either listen to a monologue and tell me I'm completely wrong or tell me I'm right and I'll be surprised because a lot of it was terrifying. But Adama is a mixture of um, kind of like a, a combat system where you've got two armies, uh, north to south or south to north. You're moving from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. And you, you'll see this mechanic a lot in mobile games these days. You have 100 units, they have 80 units, they consume each other, and you're left with 20 units. So there's that kind of element of mass motion about the place. Along with that, you have a gigantic ball, which I think is called a Nintendo Ball. No, no, I'm it's a entirely... Nintendo Bell. That's a Nintendo bell. bell, that's what it is, a bell. The Odama is um, the ball. The Odama is the ball, okay. So you have a Nintendo Bell which some of your units have to carry from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen without being attacked by the masses of enemies. So you are controlling the battlefield by moving your army about to stop the Nintendo Bell from being fettled with. And then in amongst already what sounds like a chaotic playing field, you also have a pinball type element of the Odama, which is a gigantic half pinball, except you can also vaguely control it as well, thing, rolling about the place over the enemy. So the enemy attack you with 150 units. And these are dots on the screen running towards you, roughly. And you have 100. Your Odama can roll over, you know, some incoming troops from the top as left. As well as your own troops. As well as your own troops. Um, and you hope that you get enough people to move your Nintendo Bell to the top of the screen. Each stage is essentially this. You've got to get the Nintendo Bell to the top of the screen without being broken. 
And that is the <laughs> best description I can come up with for this game. If if you're having a little trouble visualizing this, imagine you're at a pinball machine playing uh, Jurassic Park pinball, right? And then somebody puts a headset microphone on you and says, quick, play Lifeline. So you're yelling into this microphone commands while playing pinball. And then there's another person who's like, hey, you got a free hand. I want you to play this RTS. And that's uh-huh. roughly what's going on here. Um, this is one of the most unique games I have ever played in my life, and hence why I will keep it forever on the GameCube, because this is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Craig, going yeah. into this, first off, did you manage to get the voice commands to work? No, no, I didn't, I didn't get the voice commands to work at all. Okay. Uh, there are voice, uh, if you have the, I don't have the little holder. There used to be a little clip that you would clip onto your GameCube controller and it would hold the GameCube microphone for you. I don't have that anymore. So I kind of have to like nestle it between my neck and just yell into it. Uh, you can say things like press forward or halt press advance forward, yeah. or, you, you know, a whole bunch of very small, vague commands that it will decide never to listen to. Uh, and then just do its own thing, but you feel good yelling into the microphone at your troops? Yeah, um, I, I, I found it like a wee bit of a shame because voice commands is something that from early days, roughly, well, just after this probably, you got um, the good Tom Clancy game with the voice commands. Uh, Hawks? End War? End War. Uh, was it End War? Yeah, okay. In- Endwar came in, was it Endwar? Yeah, maybe. Let's go with Endwar. It came in and Endwar was more simple because it was a third-person shooter where you just said, you know, like, move forward, hold, go left. No, that was Ghost them. Recon, uh, Ghost Advanced Recon. Warfighter. Advanced, War, Advanced Warfighter, you're very right, well done. So, like, I like that. For this, I could not, for the, like... <laughs> The amount of you you would need to be Doctor Strange to figure out everything that's gone on at one or time Doctor or, Who, or Doctor Who, or any of the other famous doctors, you know, like Doctor Shivago or something. I don't know, Doctor wow. No. That's a hell of um, a pull, Doctor Shivago. I don't know where that came from either. Anyway, it's really, it's really bizarre. But the the take. And this isn't a final thought at eight minutes into recording. But the take home for me was it took all of these different things and made a vaguely enjoyable, frantic experience of it. Like there's something, the first thing that hit, because I had no idea what I was getting into here. So when you see the opening cutscenes, my initial thought was, this is really nice. It's very... Japanese inspired, you know, like orange black silhouetted people running across wide landscapes in them. There was a couple of points where I thought I could easily take a screenshot of that, particularly when it when it was on those initial cutscenes. And then halfway through a cutscene, it started doing the Nintendo thing. So it was like, you have a Nintendo ball and you shout Nintendo voices and you have to Nintendo go over Nintendo and I, I started feeling pain because I don't particularly like that. Like the fact that it's called a Nintendo Bell hurts me slightly. <laughs> it's a portmanteau it, it, that doesn't quite work. Yeah, it just it's it's not that nice. But 
I kind of rolled with it, but it, it took a different tone because I thought it was serious feudal Japanese strategy. Serious feudal Japanese. What's this about a Nintendo Bell? Oh my God, I'm just running about the place like a mad head. I, I, I actually, um, from the start of it, thinking it was one thing to realizing it was another, never had a painfully bad experience with that. <laughs> um, okay. It's so weird. It is. It is a strange game. Um, like analyze not analyzing because we're not that smart. Uh, looking at this from a gameplay point of view, this is a mess. This is a <laughs> giant honking chaotic mess. Now that can be fun, and that's the way I've always played this game. This is a game I will never try to sit and finish. This is just a game where if I feel like a chaotic mess or rolling over people with a giant Odama ball. Let's, let's have at it in terms of like looking at gameplay of it. All right. So let's look at the, the aspects of it. So the RTS management factor of it, where you have to recruit and you can't let your daimyo get hit. Your daimyo can sit right between the flippers. So your ball doesn't go down through, but you have to keep recruiting by smashing buildings and smashing Mm -hmm. people. If you, ping the i'm just calling it the ball off of the bell Uh, i'm not using their dumb portmanteaus (laughs) it turns the ball green and then it will let you can roll over enemy troops but it won't hurt your own so you're like okay always hit the bell but if you put if you extend your bell too far out then it'll you'll you'll get killed and then there's the problem craig the Mm -hmm. problem with this is it's pinball now Uh, okay, so while I have problems with pinball that I will, I'm surely get into probably on a different game. Maybe we'll do Devil's Crush or Alien Crush or something good, and we'll talk no, about we pinball. No, we need to do. We need to do what you may call it the good pinball game. Yeah, that'd be Devil's Crush or Alien nope. Crush. Nope, the good one. Um, pinball oh, I will. Sh- I'll shorten this down. No, the 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 one where you play pinball. But it's it's a pinball pinball Metrovania. Oh, Yokai. Yeah, Yoko, Yoko's, Yoko's Island, Island Express. Express. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Express. Wait, we both Express. couldn't get that out correct. <laughs> okay. Um, I have problems with uh, Yoko's Island Express, uh, mainly in the fact that it's pinball. But in in this, I suppose it's no Devil's Crush. It it devil Devil's Crush is the best pinball game, and it's it's the best of a bad genre. But in this, in Odama, you can't ask for precision in pinball. I know every single pinball person is going to go through the roof. You can't ask for precision in video pinball. You can in mechanical pinball because everything is a physics object. In most pinball video games, wonky things happen, right? You're mm-hmm. like, I just oh, hit... Odd, I, odd collisions. Yes. You know, like weird, weird angles, weird maths. Rounding up, rounding down. You can do what you think of hitting from the exact same position on a flipper and it might go two different directions, right? Like, it's... it's it, at least for me, and I am a master of Dino Land on the uh, Sega Genesis... And here you need to hit specific things. Like you need to hit the water gate so the water stops, not not the actual hotel uh, that started the whole Watergate scandal. 
but you have to hit the sluice gate to stop mm-hmm. the river so your troops can make it across. First yeah. of all, that can be tough to do sometimes. Then yeah. you have to hit this bridge so the enemy reinforcements stop coming for like 30 seconds or so. And you have to do all this stuff while trying to be as precise as possible. I can't do it. So to me, this is a chaotic mess where the Odama is this force of nature that just goes wherever it wants. And hopefully the gods will smile on me. Yeah. I I thought the only way they could have made this better was also introduce light gun mechanics. So you had to (laughs) shoot the bridge. And stuff while you, everything else was going. So you rolled over enemies and then shot the 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 bridges and other you know like the pinball flips the enemies mm. in the air. You have to shoot them with the light yeah. gun to kill them. I think exactly. we need to have a talk with you over there. <laughs> um, yes. So this is going to be interesting. On like, should you play? Because this is a chaotic mess, as I've said. Mm-hmm. I it, it doesn't work. The fact that it wants you to progress and isn't just, here's a selection of four tables, have fun. Um, That doesn't work because it gets infuriating later on as you progress through the game. It is is just really cool set pieces. Like you're attacking a castle and you've got to knock down cannons and and like really cool set pieces. Just so infuriating to deal with. Um, How far did you get in this, by the way? I just did the first two levels. <laughs> like, let's... So, yes, I, I, I did not progress very far in this. I just played the first level and lost a bunch of times. Which, I don't hold it against it. I'm like that with all pinball games. I, I'm just god-awful terrible at them, and I hate pinball. Um. So here's the question. Do you think this game would be as... Maybe not unique, but as entertaining well first off were you entertained by it oh fuck yeah like it's just mental like sometimes you like it's not boring okay the the thing you can't say about this is it's boring because (laughs) it is most certainly not boring and if you embrace the chaos it can be really entertaining like it's not a game like you say it's not a game that you sit down and play and complete or you go I'm gonna get really good at Odama. Like you can't, you can't, you can't be expert in this. It's just a bit of chaotic fun. Like it almost reeks like some sort of weird arcade game where the controls would be, you know, like a rolling ball plus two buttons and a foot pedal, like you know, and a microphone. It almost looks like, like it, an art installation, it, it, not a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like some sort of tactile art installation would work. With this, I, so you you certainly cannot say it's boring. You, you you are very entertained, and even just running over people with a ball, like you get that rock of ages feel where you're just like rolling over shit, or or um, what do you call it, Suki Uppy Rolly Ball, Katamari Damacy. Well done. So no, yeah, I I don't think it's boring in any way. You, it's most certainly entertaining. So let us say that you paid. Uh, like a unnamed male individual, roughly my age, you mm-hmm. paid sixty dollars for this when it came out. I think it was yeah. sixty. How would you feel about that? Um, and and that's the challenge with a lot of these games. Like I think at the time you play it, you play it a bit more. Right now, it's a frivolous 
throwaway experience, yeah. which is what makes it so fun. Paying 60 bucks for this and potentially having to this be your only game you play for a wee while. I don't know how it would feel. Oh, could you imagine yes. me having a kid get this at Christmas? Oh, yeah. That might explain yeah. why there were so many angry people on the internet back then. I mean, they all yeah, got Odama for Christmas. It, it, is a, it is a shame, though, because we we will have a massively different take on those people because we we have played it like a wee curiosity, I suppose. Yeah, this has just been something that's been in my collection forever, and by this mm-hmm. point, all my memories of what it was like in the day are mostly good because I just remember sitting in my chair and laughing at the yeah. absolute chaos that goes on in this game. It is, it, and it almost feels like you could press one button and then just watch everything unfold. <laughs> yeah, just pretty go, much. It's like, <laughs> all right, I hit the left bumper button and we're off. And then you we're just off? sit yeah. and watch. Uh, I remember yelling yeah. frantically into my microphone. I remember me and my friends just, just sitting there and laughing a lot. And so I have a lot of good memories attached to this. And every time I bring it out, like every time, like, you know, you'll make new friends. So, hey, let's have a game night or whatever. And your friends come over and you're like, hey, guys, I got this really cool game you've probably never heard of. And then you set it up and you hand them a controller and then you hand them a microphone and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. And and the microphone is not a just talk into a microphone. You have to press the button on the microphone to get it to start working. So you've got a lot of juggling going on there on your side as well as inside the game. And it's mm-hmm. always a, I, I want to say it's a crowd pleaser because nobody's played anything like this unless yeah, they already yeah. know about Odama. So like if you were over my house and I was like, Craig, let's play some Mario Party 6 and some Odama, you're going to walk away remembering that weird pinball game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's kind of, now I, I guess the question I was going to ask was, if you took out, let's say, the army recruitment and management, which I guess you played that version of since you couldn't get the voice controls to work on emulation, how does that feel? Like the fact that you weren't yelling your head off to move forward, advance, retreat? I th- like, I, I think I didn't see the best this game had to offer, to be honest. Like, I, th- I think if I could have fully went into it, I would have had a good chunk more fun. And that is where you get into, and I always bring it up and I feel terrible, apart from the fact that I always bring up Dark Souls just now, things like if I if you could hand a remote a, a microphone to Reese or one of my kids or something and say, right, you shout at them while I ping a pinball about the place. It feels like that kind of very interactive, engaging, party, collaborative game. I'd, I would have loved to have done that. Um, because th- that was how then, me and my wife played it. Was like, all right, yeah. I'll take the pinball, you take the microphone. Yeah, because it it has that. Um, what's okay? Right, I'm I'm doing it again because it, I just forget everything. Uh, Muddery Mick Wendigo until um, dawn. Until dawn. Well done again. Well <laughs> done. The way me and Laura played until dawn was she played the women, I played the guys. And I had to then react to her because she was trying to kill me all off. 
And if you if you if I gave like Reese a microphone and he was like push forward, <laughs> you have to like you're scrambling to try and figure out what someone else is doing. It it's it's like a really cool concept. I love it. It is a really cool concept. I I mean. I guess if you haven't seen it, and I can't exactly say, hey, buy yourself a GameCube or spend mm. some time configuring this in an emulator. Like, that's a really hard decision for me um, on whether or not, like, um, I actually am facing this decision now because my copy okay. of it, uh, I bought it a long time ago and back when I wasn't so careful because, you know, eh. It's it's GameCube game. Mm. You were a teen. You just huck things on the floor or whatever. Uh, it, yeah. It's starting to not read in my GameCube. I had to actually like oh, no. do that resurfacing thing to it, oh, which no. I hate doing and I can't stand it. But I got it to read. So I think I'm going to end up either having to make the very decision we're talking about where is this worth replacing? I don't know. So it's oh. hard for me to say, is this worth playing? now or is this just something where i end up saying look if you come across it make sure you get a chance to play it yeah it's it's a bit tricky it's it's a bit tricky to say to an individual like i would never say to one of my mates oh come on <laughs> you, you go go get a dama and have a shot of it i would if they were around here i would absolutely be like you gotta have a shot of this it is more not it's not a collaborative game, it's not a party game. It's more of an experiential, you know, like I like I want to see how other people react to playing it. That's yeah. that's the thing. It's a and conversation then, starter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a game that you recommend and go, Oh, you've got Friday night off work. Go and play a dama. Cause <laughs> then you you just take hate. Like, what the fuck? I Come wasted back the on night. Monday and punch me in the mouth. Yeah, I yeah. So I mean, this is this is a shorter episode, but we've kind of explained what Odama is. It it is as much of an experience as Seaman. To be fair to the creator, like like there's two games that are just experiences, right? Mm -hmm. I would love to see this get a remaster, and I would pay for a remaster. But, uh, yeah, so you have to find a way, like, you could probably now get around with, okay, this button combination is advanced, this button combination is retreat, move left, move right. Like, you could probably do it with the D-pad yeah. and have the shoulder buttons. Like, you could figure out a way to do this. So, in the question of, does this hold up in 2022, the answer is, does it ever hold up? I mean, this is a weird, timeless monolith that just sits there. And if you get to experience it, you'll never forget it. But yeah. I, I don't – as a – okay. So, like, as a game, no. I think this is frustrating. As an experience, this is amazing. Yes. Uh, so, Craig, this might be a chance where I opt out of the old Nugget conversation. Oh. Because I – what do you garner from Chaos Incarnate? Um, like the, the 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 biggest thing that I got from this was remembering that sometimes games cap. Do you know what it put me in mind of? And hmm. this is the oddest, weird twist. Not twist to it. Um, was playing the original WarioWare, and 
that is just chaos of 10 seconds of shake vigorously <laughs> move into smash the A button move into this that and the other and it's not quite the same because this has a bit more you know, like structure to it but if you've got friends around or that sometimes there's games that just do that and I am looking at what I've got in my PlayStation, you know, library and what I've got dotted about, what I've got on the Switch just now, nothing ticks all those boxes that those games did now. Like, and I don't know whether it's an age thing because they're now older and, you know, my friends, we don't, I don't have friends around drinking and playing games now, but have those games died a death? Or they I, I, don't, I don't think they've changed that much because I've heard a lot of people with, um, what was it, Sports Friends had a lot of WarioWare comparisons. Okay, yeah. We used to like have to do that thing where you try to knock it out of the other person's hand or you're doing some weird physical thing. I There are some games, and I think it's definitely, I mean, WarioWare was never really a huge genre. It was just WarioWare and then a few knockoffs. But I think those... Physical party games are still there. I mean, because arguably you could say Frobisher Says is kind of a... Kind yeah, of a Frobisher Says is like seven years old. It is. Jeez. Um, okay, so uh, I don't know. That is the answer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not... Like, it, it's not something that I actively seek out anymore, either. Because, like, I have WarioWare. I have multiple versions of WarioWare. If I ever feel like WarioWare, I'll play some WarioWare. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listener, if if there are any WarioWare-type frenetic minigame action things um, that you know of that we, as old people, don't, let us know. Because uh, that would be interesting to do. Like, a new... And not, like, WarioWare DIY, because that was awful. So where DIY. That was the one on the Wii U. Where it was uh you could make your own mini games and it only came with like a small handful of Nintendo oh. made mini games. It 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 was it was during that, you know, like Mario Maker or was that Touch and Wario? I think that was Touch and Wario. It was the one on the Wii U was not good. The one on the Wii was good, where you had to do like the umbrella or the executive. Which by the way, public service announcement. We here at No More Sages think that if you play WarioWare on the Wii and you don't do the poses, you're a weenie. <laughs> if you're not doing the executive when it tells you to do the executive, you are no fun. All right. There's public service announcement done. All right. I, I really don't have much more to say. Like, this episode could have been just three seconds of us saying, dude, just YouTube it. It's ridiculous. Do you have anything else to add, Greg? Uh, no, like, I nothing else to add at all. I had a ridiculous amount of fun with the shortest amount of time of this. Like, it's just, <laughs> just bizarre. An hour Sometimes did fly you just, by. You just come across something, you're like, the fuck was that? Like, it's not bad by any means. Just weird and wonderful. All right, on the opposite end of a game that is absolute chaos, uh, next up, we have Craig. Would you care to introduce your pick? Uh, uh, Stalker. S is for the silky way you smile at my face. T is for the tender way you 
caress my my face. a for ass oh L yeah oh you're is you're for the way us. you look at k for keith oh yeah, yeah he actually i thought it stood for sometimes alligators like kill every rabbit i I messaged you saying what I thought it stood for, and I think I got one of the words right. <laughs> I have... I can't... We will talk about it next episode. I'm yeah, sorry this yep. was a weird episode, but I would say it's an appropriately weird episode for an appropriately weird game. So, mm -hmm. catch us next time when we talk about Metro, the prototype. <laughs> Sensation is gone.